the Get Up and Get Going South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in the second hour here on Monday, and it is Money Monday. It is time to be joined by Manny, the Money Man Resendiz of Euclid Financial Services, and you get to hear him every weekend here on WBSM, but today we get to go a little bit deeper. That's exactly it. Tim, great. Thanks for having me on today. It's always a pleasure to be on the show, and I, I can't wait to dive in. So let, let's do it. I, I, you know, I was saying to you off the air, I had the chance to, uh, to see how the other half lives this weekend, I got to fly home first class, and I thought to myself, gee, this is the only way to fly now. I'm going to just make sure I buy a ticket like this every single time. And then I thought, you know what? I don't know that I can afford that kind of lifestyle. It's nice once in a while, but I don't think I could do it every single time. And that's the thing is, like, sometimes people don't realize that it's not just about the money that you have now. It's about budgeting it for your future and knowing what you'll have later so that I might fly first class now, but then I won't be able to take a plane trip you know, when I'm, uh, when I'm retired in your, you're kind of walking through what, what a lot of people go through just before they get ready to retire, right? It's that, that three to five year window before you say, okay, I'm done. I'm taking my coffee cup and my jacket and walking out the door. And you start asking yourself, do I actually have enough money to actually retire? And you start going through all these random calculations and no matter what you come up with, it's never enough in your head. You're, you're thinking to yourself, I've got money in the cookie jar and I got my 401k and I got my IRAs and all these other things. And you're trying to gather them together and you start telling yourself it's not enough. But the problem is, is no one's ever told you how much is enough. And I think it's a really important question to try to get answered. And it's, it's not a magic number, right? I'm not going to sit here and say you need a million or $3 million to retire. It comes down to how do you normally live? What's your lifestyle? And you were kind of bringing that up with the idea of, hey, I flew first class. I like this, but is that something you would normally do every time? And the answer is probably no, but once in a while, not a big deal. And that's where you start looking at who you are today. What does it cost to cover your house? What are the bills that you actually have to pay? And then what are the things you typically do day to day? What's your hobbies? What's your lifestyle? What are the things that you tend to splurge on that you don't want to give up once you stop working? That gives you a baseline of, well, how much do you need today? And then there's a formula and we can walk you through it. And it comes down to, do you have enough cash at the bank in case the world gets in the way? Do you have enough to cover all your day-to-day -day bills? And where's that money coming from? And then last is, do you have a pool of cash that you believe will last 10, 15, or 20 years? And then you're just going to figure out how to organize it so that it'll continue to grow. Because, well, let's be honest, just because you stopped working doesn't mean your money should stop working. So in... in I think people put artificial deadlines on themselves anyway, because when, I, I'm sure you have a lot of folks that come in and they say, well, listen, I want to make sure my mortgage is paid off by then. I want to make sure that I have, you know, no credit card debt by then. Are those all like realistic goals people should be targeting or is it okay to let some of that carry over into the retirement era? And I, I think the short answer to that is, is maybe, because uh, it depends on the situation. Uh, but generally speaking, 
no debt is usually a good thing because then that just means your expenses are lower. But if your only debt is your mortgage and you've got 20 years left on it and you have a low interest rate, well, then no, don't rush to pay that off because the reality is you're always going to have some kind of housing expense in retirement. And it could be the mortgage with the taxes and the insurance, or it could just be you need to make sure that there's money set aside to cover the maintenance on a house that's already paid for. Either way, you're going to need money for housing, whether it's for a mortgage or rent or upkeep, it it all still fits in the same pile. I, I think that's where understanding where your income is coming from is a better place so that you can start to decide, do you pay these things off or do you just budget for it over your lifetime? And we generally look at it as there are three different types of income. Your income in retirement isn't exactly all the same. They each have a different job. And so very similar to the way you look at when you go to work, you have different tools that you use for different items. Your income's the same way. You've got guaranteed income, predictable income, and flexible income. And the easiest way to look at it is very similar to the way you use your money now while you're working. Your guaranteed income is your salary. This is the money that has to come in the day you retire to the day you pass away. And that covers everything from food, shelter, clothing, medication. I like to call that your four food groups of retirement because I'm pretty sure without them, you're not going to retire. And so that's the minimum number you know you have to have coming in every single month, every single year. And then your predictable income is your fund money. It's the cash that you and I, we know we're going to spend every 12 months. It's just not on day-to-day life. It could just be once or twice a year because it's our fun money. It's everything from the vacation we've been planning to updates on the house to a new vehicle. And that could be a couple of thousand dollars a year. It could be 10 grand a year. It just depends on what your lifestyle and your wants are. But you don't always use it every year. It's just available. So you can kind of turn it on and off as you need to. And then your last is your flexible income, and that covers life. That is everything from the unexpected bill, like the kids call you up, and if they and if you don't help them out, Thanksgiving's gonna be a little awkward, right? Or it's the gallon of milk that goes from three dollars to twelve dollars. We know we're gonna need it, we just don't know when. And so as long as you have an idea of where those three fit in your in your retirement plan, you'll have a really good lifestyle. You'll be able to sleep at night. And if you're in the process of just getting ready to retire, if you have a general idea of how that's going to work, it makes the last two or three years of working much easier because you know you can walk out at any time and still have a plan in place. And we were talking off air about how people let the problems of the world have a direct effect on how they feel about their finances and about about what the future holds for them when it comes to their money. And there, while there is a reason to have some concerns sometimes, I think there's also a lot of overreaction. And I, I couldn't agree more with that. We are, we are very fortunate. We live in a time where technology and information and anything we want is available right at the, right at the tip of our fingers. The problem is we can get too much information all at once and we don't have a time to digest it and figure out how does this actually apply to me. And so we get, as individuals, we get nervous. Am I going to be able to retire? Am I not going to be able to retire? They're talking about inflation. They're talking about, you know, a governmental shutdown. They're talking about a crash. And we have no idea if any of this is going to happen or if it's just someone putting something out into the world for clickbait. Pick a day, pick a time, and we'll find it. Uh, I find if you're in that pre-retirement stage, 
this is where that anxiety starts to ratchet up. And that's that three to five year window before you decide you're going to retire. I think if you have a good idea of how your retirement's going to work and where your income's going to come from, it allows you to absorb that news and take it with a grain of salt. Like, should you listen to it? Yes. Should you dwell on it? Probably not. That's not healthy for anybody's psyche, no matter what you're looking at. People look at things like, well, there's a presidential election coming up next year. And so folks that are trying to decide if they want to retire or not might say, oh, well, if there's another four years of the guy that's in office now, I'm not going to be able to retire. You've seen a lot of these trends over the years. Does, does, does that really make a difference in people's ability to retire? Who's sitting in the Oval Office or who's controlling Congress or any of those things? Generally not, no. It, it, it's, it's one of those things where depending on what you're looking for from your governmental leaders is going to sway your opinion one way or the other if you think it's a good time to retire or not. I tend to look at it more from a formula or a mathematics standpoint, right? Have you done the work to build up the assets that you need? And then looking at it from a planning standpoint, will it cover your day-to-day bills? Do you have money in case of an emergency? And is there enough money set aside that if things just do what they're supposed to do over the average of time, will you be able to stay retired until you're 100? Good news, we usually plan until you're age 100 because I'm pretty sure we have less than a 10% shot of getting to that number. So I hopefully we won't run out if we plan till age 100. And some of us are probably out there listening going, yeah, I'm not getting anywhere near 100. So if you tell me I got enough till then, I'm fine. I'm walking out the door tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the mentality to have is double check the math. Make sure that you like what you like. And if you got questions on it, reach out to us. Go to the website. Go to EuclidFS.com and you can see the formulas. You can see the white pages and you can request one of us to reach out to you to just help you walk through. Are you on track or not? So it's funny because as I've been having these conversations with you on, on Money Mondays, you've, you've opened my eyes. I thought retirement was a very short period of time. And you're, you've explained to me that it's, it's really not. It's, it's pretty equivalent to almost your working life. And we, you were talking a little bit before about some of the things that you can expect. And as you just said, we can make it to 100. So you had mentioned to me that there's actually stages of retirement, which I'd never thought of. I thought it was like, here comes the day you retire, you're done. Now go fill that time. Uh, you couldn't have said it any better. That's, I think we all kind of have that general uh, feeling of it, right? We have this, this vision that I'm going to retire and it's going to be 25 to 30 years of vacation. I'm sitting on a beach and just handing my drink and a, and, and a towel and life is good. I, your retirement is partially that. There are, like you were talking about, there, there are stages. There are generally five altogether. And that very first one we've been kind of focusing on during the beginning of the conversation, it's that pre-retirement, that three to five year window before you actually retire. It's kind of like planning your big trip. What do I need? How do I get there? Um, once you've finished it and you say, okay, I'm ready to retire and you blow out the sheet cake and you get the gold watch and you walk out the door, that's what we call your retirement vacation because you and I, the only practice we've ever had for retirement is one to two weeks of vacation. And just like when we go on vacation, the first couple of days, we're like, oh, this is great. I can't believe we don't do this more often. Wouldn't it be great to just be here forever? And then a couple of days before the vacation ends, the anxiety of the real world comes in and we go, what am I walking into on Monday? I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. This is, this is going to be a rough day. What did, what did Janet leave on my desk for me that I don't know that is there, right? That stage is that retirement vacation because when you first retire, 
you think it's great. This is wonderful. I'm going to call Janet and tell her what she's missing. And then you realize, oh, well, she's still at work. Maybe I'll call her later. And then eventually you realize, okay, I actually don't have to go back to work. And instead of having that anxiety of what am I walking into, sometimes we go into this weird place of, did I make the right decision? Should I have retired? Maybe I should pick up a part-time job. Maybe I should have waited another year. And you get all these thoughts in your head. What I tell most people, grab a second cup of coffee. You got this. And remember, you retired for a reason. And then you just have to remind yourself, what was that for? And it could be anything to spending more time with the grandkids, to traveling the world, to just being in control of your own life. That's generally when you go into your go-go years because you've accepted that you're retired and now your go-go years, that's, that's your rock star years. You are you know, traveling the, uh, traveling the country in a van collecting every Leonard Skinner t-shirt as you go to their concerts to knocking out the bucket list to just always being on the go. And that's that phrase you hear from people of, I don't know how I got anything done while I was working. I'm busier now than when I was, when I was actually working. And you start, to, you start to just experiment to figure out what you like and what you don't like. Once you go from there, you then can move into what we call your slow go years. And that just generally means you're comfortable with your retirement. You understand how your money works. You're in control of your schedule. You don't feel overwhelmed and you are doing things that are important to you and not because you're experimenting to figure out what you like. And so I think your go-go and your slow-go years are your two biggest stages that everybody dreams about for retirement. And then we go into your no-go years and that's generally medical. Now it's not nursing homes and, and oxygen tanks, but it's it just hurts to get up in the morning. It takes a little longer to get going. It's, uh, it's getting picked up for Thanksgiving rather than hosting, right? Those kind of items. But in those no-go years, that's where you're reliving all the things you did in your go-go and your slow-go. You're telling the stories of, do you remember when we did this, when we went on that riverboat cruise, when we got in the RV and drove cross country? All of those things you're reminiscing, and I find those no-go years are enriched because you have the stories to go back to and then you're passing that knowledge on to the next generation, whether it's your kids or your grandkids, and they're learning from you. I think if you start to look at retirement as those different stages, the finance portion, is it important? Yes. But if you can understand what you want your retirement to look like, it makes figuring out how much money you need a whole lot easier and your retirement will be much more fulfilling because you're not looking at it as one giant vacation but you're looking at it as a new life experience and something that you can continue to grow and learn with. Absolutely. Well, let, let's, uh, let's, oh no, the call dropped off. Okay. Well, I, I was going to say, you know, my grandfather, he retired, he worked for Leachmere for a long time and, you know, he had the whole ceremony, gold watch, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then a few years later, he went to work for another company, the As Seen on TV people, and he went to work for them. And, and I said, you know, I thought that you retired. Why did you want to go back to work? And he said, you know, there's a big difference between doing it because you want to and doing it because you have to. And it really changes your whole perspective of how you go into your day every day. And then if, you, if you're already thinking about retirement and setting yourself up for that, that can change your mindset while you're still working too, to make you realize that you're going to work, yes, because you need the money to live, but also because you're also setting yourself up enough that you can say, 
but if I had to walk away, I could. Yeah, and I wouldn't, I'd agree wholeheartedly with that. The idea behind knowing that you can walk out the door at any time, even though in your mind you have a benchmark, I'm not leaving till I'm 62 or I'm not leaving till I'm 65. But if you're, you know, 61 or 63 and you walk in the door and you find out that your new boss is 20 years younger than you and has no idea what's going on and you feel like, yeah, the company's sinking, I, I shouldn't be here, you can leave whenever you want. Or worse, if we go into a recessionary stance like everybody's predicting and you happen to be one of those people that gets that pink slip that says, hey, we appreciate your service, but we're going in a different direction. Well, you don't have to scramble to go find another job because you've already done the work to figure out, I can do this. And if you're struggling to get started with that, we have a process. We have what we call the GPS or the guided planning process or guided planning system. And that's where we just walk you through five steps to help you figure out where you are, where you're trying to get to, and then what's the right strategy for you so that you're not doing it alone. And like I mentioned before, you can go to the website or you can call us right in the office at 401-727-2727 and we'll walk you through the GPS system and we'll just tell you, are you on track or not? All right. Well, I, I want to thank you for coming in and for sharing this information with everybody. Again, you can listen to Manny as part of the crew on the Retirement Factory on the weekends here on WBSM. But again, to, the important part is to talk to you one-on-one to start getting this process rolling and they can do it by calling or by going to your website want to give all that info again absolutely the uh easiest way to get a hold of us just pick up the phone and call us at 401-727-2727 or if you're at work and you don't want your boss to know you're calling you can text us as well and we can reach back out that way uh again the same number at 401-727-2727 or you can go to the website and schedule your consultation at euclidfs.com that's e-u-c-l-i-d F is in financial, S is in services. All right. Well, I thank you for joining us today and for uh, for all of this great information. And uh, if any folks, if, if any of the folks listening are actually going to retire this week and say, you know what, I'm not coming back after the holidays, you've got Manny to thank with all the information that he's given you. So, all right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. Stay tuned. Um. Welcome back in, and uh, if you are a working man or woman, it's hopefully that information helped you with getting ready for retirement. Right now, though, we are getting ready for the news. I also need you to give me a call. Let me know if you're going to be coming to our listener meet and greet tomorrow night at Knuckleheads from 5 to 8. Uh, if you're going to be coming, call me. Let me know, 508-996-0500. You can also email me, tim at wbsm.com, or shoot me an app chat message. Knuckleheads is just trying to get a little bit of a count, so they have a rough idea. They know if they need to bring in some extra staff. So it's been great hearing from some people uh, about whether or not they will be making it there. But uh, for right now, you can call me. You can email me. You can app chat me. All right, now, though, it is time to go into the newsroom with Ariel Dorsey. 
former President Jimmy Carter's wife, Rosalind Carter, has died at the age of 96. The Carter Center announced she passed away Sunday afternoon at our home in Plains, Georgia. She married Jimmy Carter in 1946, and they were married for 77 years. A new poll puts President Biden's approval rating at 40%, the lowest level of his presidency. According to the latest national NBC News poll, strong majorities of all voters disapprove of Biden's handling of foreign policy in the Israel-Hamas war. Overall, the poll shows 57% of all registered voters disapprove of Biden's job performance, which is an all-time high since becoming president. At least 12 Palestinians are dead after Israeli tanks reportedly surrounded a hospital in Gaza and fired into it earlier today, according to health officials. Israel hasn't commented on the situation at the Indonesian hospital where hundreds of people are said to be sheltering. Elon Musk is addressing claims he is anti-Semitic. Musk took to X to address what he called the hundreds of bogus media stories that claimed he was anti-Semitic, saying that nothing could be further from the truth. Disney, Apple, IBM, and Warner Brothers Discovery were among the big companies to pull advertisements recently from X after Musk described an anti-Semitic post as the actual truth. Bill Cosby is being hit with another sexual assault lawsuit. Actress and former writer Joan Tarshish filed the suit over the weekend, claiming Cosby drugged and assaulted her on two different occasions back in the 70s. The latest in the Hunger Games series tops this weekend's box office with an estimated $44 million. The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes outpaced Trolls Band together, which finished second with $30.6 million. In sports, Bruins forward Milan Lucic will be arraigned in Boston Municipal Court today. Lucic is being charged with assault and battery on a family member after an altercation last week. According to the police report, when an officer made contact with Lucic, he appeared intoxicated when he answered the door, telling officers that nothing had happened. Tonight, the Bruins will visit the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Celtics extended their winning streak to six games after squeaking past the Memphis Grizzlies 102-100 to at FedEx Forum. Kristaps Porzingis led the team in scoring with 26 points to go along with a game-high six blocks. Jason Tatum came within one rebound of recording a double-double after scoring 20 points. Boston will visit the Charlotte Hornets tonight. And the Patriots could be looking to lock up one of their top pass rushers. According to ESPN, linebacker Josh Uche and the Pats discussed their future plans. The 25-year-old is in the final season of his rookie contract, and New England is last in the AFC East with a record of 2-8 and eight at the bye. The Patriots return to action when they visit the New York Giants this week. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Good to be with you, everybody, on this Monday morning. Unseasonably chilly out there. Do bundle up. You'll need the hat, the gloves, the scarves, and the temperatures will remain around the lower 30s. Dry conditions, however, mostly sunny skies through this afternoon. Temperatures around 41, approximately 10 degrees below normal. Breezy, making it feel chillier this afternoon, gusting up to 25 miles per hour. Clear overnight tonight. Clouds increase tomorrow ahead of a storm system. And be sure to watch ABC6 for my full summer-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Sassi Del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. And I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app.
was up before the dawn And I really have enjoyed my stay But I must be moving on Like a king without a castle Like a queen without a throne I'm an only one lover And welcome back in 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, and we will uh, take also your calls and reservations for tomorrow night's meet and greet at Knuckleheads from 5 to 8. We're going to be at Knuckleheads. So they've asked actually if we want to do it in the upstairs. So we'll probably be upstairs, which might be a little bit easier for some of you that have some mobility issues. Uh, but look for us in the, you know, the regular, when you walk into Knuckleheads in the front door, you'll find us in there. And uh, we will have, you know, I'll, I'll probably, maybe I'll bring one of our banners or something to hang up. So you just know what corner we're in. But uh, they want to have a rough idea of how many people are going to be there. So if you can call in and let me know or email me, Tim at WBSM.com or send an app chat message and let me know. We will keep track of it all. All right. I, I do have a call here on the line. And because the new caller ID is even more advanced than in the past, I can say... Good morning, Lamone. How are you? What's shaking, Playboy? What's doing, What's going on? How was your How was your trip to Detroit? It was uh, very good. It was uh, very quick. I had the chance to uh, check out the Eloise Asylum, which was super active. Lots of great things going on there, and uh, also had a chance to have a couple of really good steaks at, at, a, at a Black Rock. I don't know if you ever been to the Black Rock restaurant. If there's one near you, but it was uh, quite the experience. Grilling my own steak right on the table on a big hot stone. No, I've not, I, we don't have a black rock here, even though I'm black. You figure I've been to black rock, but no, no, I haven't. No, but that's okay. I've been to the red rock. So let me tell you something. You know, you know, uh, Daniel Tosh, right? Yep. Remember from, what's going on? Well, he's got a, his, he's got his new podcast and stuff. You can probably even watch his, uh, the first episode of his new show called The Tosh Show. The show. The Tosh Show. So if you, you know, if you want to look at it on YouTube, you might be on there. It's not, it's made like 40, 45 minutes. And so, and it's like, that's just the first episode. Let's figure everybody out that we'll enjoy that. If you, if you're, if you like comedy, essential, if you like comedy, whatever the case may be, it's a little different. He's not like, you know, doing clips in his first episode. But he's talking to, um, he's talking to somebody special, to the lady. And so, and so it's, it's pretty fun. So, uh, so you know that, um, we did, uh, the Hunger Games Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So and it's a, it's the prequel. It, it's it's literally something to look forward for the future. I mean, it's like well, duh, we look the future. So who's your favorite? Who's your favorite of the of the X Men? Who's your favorite X Men? Uh, Wolverine. Okay, mine too. I, see, I guess great minds think alike. I guess that bearded thing we got going on, and I feel you on that. So I was going to have a question for all of the listeners out there. This would be a great uh, something, a great. Uh, to, what is your favorite side of Thanksgiving? I think I like the stuffing the best myself, but number two or close number two would be butternut squash. Oh, it's been a while since that, but that's a squash. Like, like Dr. Squash. Look at that. It's been a while. I'm, I'm not into squash too much. I like things. I like more, more fleshy things. Well, squash is kind of fleshy. You know, you know, it depends on how you look. And so, um, but I think that there's going to be 
something really good. So did you find out? Did you find out anything that happened around that area? Well, doing doing the last few days while you've gone. Uh, no, I, I'm still catching up on that. So what? You didn't tell me what your favorite side is. Oh, I've got. For me, I like I like I like sweet potato cobbler. That's my mother made that for me. Oh, that's just that's that's you want to talk about off chain. Oh, uh, that was the last thing my mother made before she before she died. And it was like you know she was supposed to make some on the on the twenty third of uh, December before she had to go to the hospital, and she never made it back. To me. That was that was sad. I was it was sad because like you know you know it's so close to Christmas, and and she wasn't there for for the kids. You know, for my, my daughters. Did, has 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 someone picked up the tradition of making it or? Uh, no, no, no one's done that. No one's done that. I guess if I were, if I was like still like doing it at my house, and if I was doing it, I would probably want to do that. But I don't do that. I don't do much years. Like you know, my kids, you know, they're they're grown more or less, and they're doing the only thing. Like I told you, my middle daughter, she lives in Georgia. I have to work for the CDC. So. And and my baby daughter's in California trying to go audition for some some some, some, uh, some modeling gigs and maybe some TV. So I'm hoping things work good for her. Yeah. And so my older daughter, she's just doing the dentist for the kids. You know, doing uh, you know orthodontist. She's not. Uh, she works for a dentist. And, and, and they do surgery, surgery and stuff like that. Like if uh, it was an emergency, like somebody was called, like had an accident, and they, they're in the hospital. Like after hours, she's one of the people that's called out to go and do Yeah, sure. Well, we we appreciate the work that she does. I got to just hold you, Lamone, because I got some other calls coming in. But uh, all right, so I uh, hope everybody have a good day, and um, I got I'll share something else with you later on in the week. Oh, something else. All right, yeah, I totally forgot to remember later. All right, I'll share that with you guys later. All right, you have a good day. We're doing we're doing Aquaman next month. Aquaman. Oh yeah, yeah. The the new one comes out. Yeah. All right. Well, you have a good day. We'll talk to you later. All right. You take care. God bless you. You as well. That, that is Lamone in Las Vegas. Uh, let's go to our next call here. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Hi. I'd like to put two people for the meet and greet for tomorrow. All right. You, we've got you down. Smoking or non-smoking? Thank you. No, I'm just Thank kidding. You. Bye-bye. It's all non-smoking. All right. Uh, I guess that uh, that joke doesn't work anymore. We were actually talking about that. Uh, the other night we, we, we were, so Thursday night when we got into Detroit, uh, we went to the hotel, relaxed a little bit. And I was there with Stephanie Burke, my co-host on spooky South coast. And, uh, also with her boyfriend, Scott Porter, the two stars of secrets of the asylum on Fox nation and our friend Kelly. And we decided that we were going to go out to eat at this place that Steph and Scott had been to when they were down there filming. And they said, you know, you got to try the steaks here. So we went over there. And when you walked in, because you cook the steaks on the stone at your table, the whole place is just full of smoke. And it brought up the the memories of walking into a restaurant. They would ask you, you know, smoking or non-smoking? And did it really make a difference? Because most of the time there wasn't enough space between the two and it wasn't like there was a filtration system or anything. So you said non-smoking, but you were still sucking in secondhand smoke the whole time anyway. And I was telling them how the diner that I worked in, the non-smoking section was one booth in the back corner where all the smoke was going to waft into your face anyway and where we let people smoke all the time anyway. But if somebody came in and said, oh, can I have non-smoking? We'd just look to see if that table was open and just stick them back there. 
And then I would have to go out on Sundays and wipe the ceiling with a, a rag. Put some bleach on a rag and wipe the ceiling. Just wipe it down one time and it would come back bright yellow from all the, all the nicotine and everything else that was uh, staining it. So really glad we don't have those situations anymore. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Oh, hey, Tim, th- this is Laura. Hello. Hi, Laura. I know you're going to be there tomorrow, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm on vacation this week, and I just heard now that you uh, said we need reservations. Well, so I definitely wanted to tell you I am absolutely going to be there, yes. Yeah, and just to be just to clarify, you don't have to make a reservation. You just have to call and let, let me know just so that we can give them a head count. That's all I'm looking for. Right, well, that's why I'm calling you right now. I just want to let you know that so you would know. I appreciate you it. Now it's upstairs instead of downstairs. That's what they asked if we could do it upstairs just so they don't have to have somebody dedicated to just staying downstairs. And right. I said, yeah, that's fine. As long as you think there's going to be enough room. But you know what will happen is if we show up there with enough people, they might say, hey, you know what? we got to move you guys downstairs. You're all too loud. <laughs> well, I'm good either way. Whatever you plan on doing, I'm fine with it. So Yeah, I think we'll be all right. I think, it's, like I said, it's going to be low-key. It's going to be relaxed and uh, may, have, may have a few things to give away perhaps. But for the most part, it's just going to be a bunch of people getting together and having some fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, who knows, maybe uh, maybe we'll see some folks that you never expected to see there. So, Well, I'm kind of disappointed because I wanted to see Brian Thomas. And yeah. he said he has a prior commitment think, on this day, so he yeah. will not be able to show up. Because I listened to him on Saturday and he said he wasn't going to be there. Yeah, unfortunately, well, I, I, I think I picked the day that uh, he had some other plans for a good reason, though. So, <laughs> Well, I just was, I would like to have met him because... I do listen to him from time to time before I go to work. So you've he's, probably he's, seen so him a hundred times and didn't even realize it was him. Probably. <laughs> he's always around. Probably. You never, you never know where he might be. Oh, that's for sure. That is for sure. I'm really looking forward to getting you in a corner so I could talk to you about Eloise. Cause you know, I love all the paranormal anyway. I really love all that. So that will be super interesting to hear some of your stories. Cause I'm sure you've got, stories to tell. Yeah, well, I might share them before then just because, you know, people are asking, but uh, I'm trying not to make this the paranormal show, but, uh, you know, it's it was some pretty I interesting love, stuff. I love all that, so to me, that's super fascinating. Did, so. did, did you watch the series? I did not. Um, I did not see it, no. Well, I can tell you that they were able to make direct contact with one of the spirits that they spoke to in the series again, which was very, very cool to have happen. That is. That's amazing. The um the the place itself, I mean, realizing now that you're down to only one building when at one point they had seventy two or seventy five buildings, now they're yeah. they're down to just one, but still like knowing the, the history and what went on there, like it's surprising that you're just not inundated with activity the minute you walk in the door because it's just such an intense history there. Oh, I'm sure. And the things that happened, you know, crazy, crazy, crazy things, you know, unbelievable things. That's where so, they where um, they tested X-rays on people. So you can imagine what happened when they when they got that wrong at first. Oh, I know, unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Because you had a really good time, I take it. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, we we do plan on hopefully getting back out there and doing some more stuff out there. They're hoping to get another season of the show, and certainly that'll bring them back out there to film some more. But we're hoping to do another event sometime in the future. And I'll be back out in Michigan in the summer for the Michigan Paracon, but that's in the Upper Peninsula. So uh, I don't know oh. if I'll have time to stop at Eloise again. But if I if I can, I will because it's the place has a, certainly has a draw to it. Oh, I'm sure. 
I'm sure. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to going tomorrow and meeting a lot of different people and also the crew from WBSM because I know some faces. I don't always know all of them, but be nice to see a face, you know, with a name. Be really nice to put that together. Absolutely. All right. Well, we will see you then. Okay. Have a good Terrific. day. You too now. Bye-bye. And uh, again, if you are planning on coming, if you want to uh, let us know, 508-996-0500. You can also send me an email, tim at wbsm.com, or hit me up on app chat on the WBSM app. Right now, though, I've got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. on the radio there was the time that i sang tiptoe through the tulips like tiny tim on the radio but i'm not going to make anybody suffer through hearing me sing that's not what i'm here for i'm here to talk with you 508-996-0500 and uh, i'm keeping count of all the folks that are saying that they're coming tomorrow night so uh, we'll be able to give a head count to knuckleheads a little bit later on today and of course i'm going to i'm going to add a few on to it because i know we're not going to get an exact number today uh but uh, we will We'll try to make sure that we get it as close as we can to help the folks out over there. Looking forward to meeting all of you and hanging out with all of you and just having some fun, having a few drinks, maybe some dinner. And uh, and this could be the first of many of these get-togethers. Who knows? But it's the holiday season. You've probably got a lot of get-togethers planned at your house, and you probably have some people that are going to be staying over your house, right? And you want to give them more than just a couch or a futon to sleep on. I mean, how... How hospitable is that? Oh, come and stay with me. Yeah, you can sleep on a sleeping bag on my floor. No, don't do that. Get a Whirly Beds bed for them to sleep in. If you have company coming for the holidays, Whirly Beds Black Friday sale has you covered. Give your guests the gift of a truly comfortable bed at a truly comfortable price. Or maybe... The gift is for you. Maybe you've been sleeping on an old, hard, beat-up mattress, and it's time for you to treat yourself to a whirly bed that makes a great gift to yourself, something like a new adjustable bed set. It is the ultimate in relaxation, and right now you can save up to $1,200 on it during Whirly's Black Friday sale. So there's so many great deals for you to be able to get a new bed for the guests, for you, for the kids, whoever might need one. And to make your home a haven of comfort and joy. Comfort and joy, a haven of comfort and joy. They put that on the paper. I'm going to do that every time. So if you want to go out and get the best deal possible, go to Whirly Beds Factory Outlet, 197 Pope's Island in New Bedford, 
or you can visit them online at whirlybeds.com and save during their Black Friday sale. Going to take one final break here in the hour. We'll be back in a few moments. Jim. And we will be going into the newsroom in just a moment. When we come back on the other side, it's all about you in the next hour at 508-996-0500 because Jack Spillane has another engagement this morning. So he is going to be joining us tomorrow instead in the 8 o'clock hour to turn on the light. I believe Jack is also going to be joining us at Knuckleheads tomorrow night. So he'll be there uh, I know that Jess is going to be there. I know Chris McCarthy is planning on coming. Uh, Adam Bass will be there. So these are some of the folks that I know that have confirmed with me. And uh, and the important part is that you will be there. I hope you'll be there. And I hope that you'll let me know if you're going to be there via calling in or email or app chat so that I can give Knuckleheads a head count. But it's tomorrow from 5 to 8 at Knuckleheads, 85 MacArthur Drive in New Bedford, where it's just going to be low-key, laid-back, relaxed, no tickets, no money to get in, nothing like that. 